I know. <laughs> sounded, good, sounded good to me. You guys are both earlier than me when when I did it. <laughs> huh. oh. So that means I'm lagging. Just uh, nope. Just time's different. Yeah. <laughs> time it's is, okay it is different. It's okay if you're lagging a little bit. That's your job. You're the caboose. Oh. The caboose has to lag a little bit. <laughs> Gotta bring up the real. Choo choo. God. <laughs> What's that, folks? Talk about Raymond's ass. You know what that means. It's time We're back. for another episode. It's time for another episode. I've never seen any of this. My name is Andy. I'm Sammy. And I'm Raymond, the caboose. <laughs> the caboose. We're we're down one. Uh, if you listen to last week's episode, you know that a couple of the upcoming episodes, TJ uh, was not completely available, but mm-hmm. he's not gone. He's just. Like, did we uh, say that on air? Yeah, on air. Yeah. But, but, yeah, <laughs> okay, I couldn't remember if we were on the clock yeah, when nope. we said that. Yeah, we were on the clock. We were yeah. <laughs> making money. Oh, is that what this podcast does? Oh, oh yeah. so much. Oh. <laughs> Wait, have you guys not been getting those direct deposits? Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> oh. I mean, Andy pays for the Podbean subscription, so it's only fair that he gets paid, if anything. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Every month, I'm like, why am I down $15? And then I go look, I'm like, oh. Oh, yeah. Forgot about it. It's like, why am I negative $15? Because <laughs> I have no money. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're not that wrong. <laughs> Well, yeah, Raymond, right. I quit. I quit my teaching job because of this, because of the money we're making, right? Didn't you quit your job? Oh yeah, I quit my cooking job. I was like, yeah. I'm gonna be a full time podcaster. It's been I going great so far. Yeah, I was wondering why you haven't been showing up for the Patreon episodes, because that's yeah. where we make our real money, right? Oh, our Patreon episodes, huh? Yeah, they, our patrons are are never seeners. <laughs> is that what? Is that a good name? Never seeners. Nope. <laughs> Yeah, uh, Raymond, you came up with it. God, I love it lying. It's so good. Wow. Well, as, as, as you can see by this incredibly choreographed intro, yeah. we don't have a focus this week because we're just doing a, we're just doing a roundup. Yeah, we are. We figured it's been a little last month, roundup. I think. March? March, yeah. I think, was our last roundup. It's been well, a like while. We, we did in some episodes, we've talked about right. what we were doing as like little mini things. Yes, but, exactly. Yeah. I mean, most of my roundups have been like what I've seen in theaters, and I haven't seen a movie in theaters since since March, eleventh <laughs> or something like that. So, speaking of that, the all the movies keep getting pushed back. Mm-hmm. Yes, but did Tenant? Didn't well, Tenant uh, move two weeks? Yeah, yeah, but No Time to Die didn't it move up? It's in November. Did it not? Did it move forward? Oh, for some reason I thought that it that it no. got announced that it moved forward for some reason. But no, it's no, still November. I think. No, what I thought was strange was they moved Tenant two weeks, but everything else in the summer pretty much got pushed to like October or later. Mm-hmm. Well, Tenant. So I mean, they're reversing like, time in that movie. So I mean, yeah. it's fine if it's even if ends. even if Tenant does come out on the thirty first, which Ooh. I like have my doubts that it actually will. But even if it does, then that'll be like, well, there's your summer. Because <laughs> yeah. there's not really anything else coming out. Apparently, Warner Brothers in the middle of July is going to do a re-release of Inception that's going to have a bunch of trailers and sneak peeks attached to it. So if you, hmm. I imagine that they're doing that as sort of a testing ground. Yeah. To, to see. see. And I, I bet if that like doesn't do very well, then they will push Tenet again after that. But I, would I hope mean, so. 
they're, I, I see why they're holding out because to be the only movie in the summer would be smart because they would make a lot of money if it was, if people were going to you know go in the theaters. Yeah, I think uh, right now <laughs> there's a lot happening that what? people aren't thinking about going to the movie theater. Right, I mean, yeah. but maybe I don't know. by July 31st. The smart people are realizing that, but I feel like a lot of people are like, everything's open, it's fine. So did you see what happened to uh, yeah. King of Staten Island? Judd Apatow's new movie with Pete Davidson. It's just yes, on demand now. They were- it went for well, like two yeah. or three days in theaters, and then Universal just pulled it and put it on on demand for like twenty bucks. Oh, I didn't I even know it went to theaters. They, um, no, what I I saw is like yes, the few theaters that were open, it was going to, but it was playing at like drive-in theaters, like mm-hmm. a bunch of drive-in theaters around the country were doing it. And mm-hmm. the day, the day of, so the Thursday, they were gonna do Thursday night screenings of it at several drive-in theaters, mm-hmm. and the day of. Um, Universal sent out an email that says, do not show it. You no longer have access to it the day of. And have not still not given, like, an explanation to it. So all the drive-in theaters had to, like, refund people because they had already Mm -hmm. sold tickets for showtimes and stuff. And then it got pulled to just be an on-demand showing. Right, which is crazy. Hmm. Yeah, which I've... I've heard good things about that that. movie. I've heard heard the opposite. (laughs) Oh, really? Oh, I I I was seeing some good reviews from it but that could have just been the, the trailer the little snippets they put into the trailer yeah. <laughs> to make you want to see what it. i've what i've gotten from it was if you like pete davidson you will probably enjoy it and if you don't it's going to do nothing to help you like him hmm. so. which i am uh i would say i'm leaning on the side of not liking him more than liking him i would say yeah i think yeah. i think he's yeah. okay yeah i haven't found something yet that i think he's really funny in yeah, and his personality I, outside of comedy is not desirable. I think some of his funniest <laughs> stuff he does is when he has, when he's on SNL when the joke is like, "Holy shit, Pete showed up to work today," uh-huh. <laughs> and they just kind of like interview him on the fly on Weekend Update. Like, I think that's pretty funny. Uh-huh. Yeah, but now he's like, there's so much drama with him that I think he wants to leave SNL and they kind of want to get rid of him because sure. of how much drama he has surrounding him all the time. Yeah, so. Oh, Pete. Good old Pete. Good old Pete. All right. Well, the ladies and gentlemen, the the spinner that we talk about all the time is back that you will never get to see. Yeah, and it's, uh, it's really only exclusively for us. audio <laughs> medium. We have this great visual for ourselves and only it's for, for ourselves. <laughs> it's to help us get through the day. And it makes a little fun being random. Yeah. Yeah. Raymond will talk about all of his at once, and then he'll have nothing else to talk about. That's usually how it goes with the random. <laughs> yeah. Right. That's okay. We each got all a handful right. of things on the little wheel here that we can each talk about something. Yeah. Just a nice little roundup of what we've been doing in our off time the last couple weeks. Yeah. Mine goes a little bit. Some of mine go mine a little, goes bit, a little bit back. Yeah, I'm a little bit back just because yeah. some I didn't. I forgot one movie that I was like, I haven't talked about that, so. Ready to right. get into it? Let's hit that wheel. Yeah. Let's let's do it. Hit that wheel, boy. Put it in post. That and was a callback. <laughs> oh shit. We're starting with me. Oh. <laughs> Raymond. Alright. Raymond and anime. Alright, All right, you weeb. <laughs> get in it. Alright. So Tell I Tell us uh... about your waifu. <laughs> Alright, I resigned from the podcast. Alright. That was it. Let's spin the wheel. Yeah. <laughs> You can you two can finish this. Oh, no. <laughs> um, so yeah, I I've been watching uh, Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. 
with my girlfriend who has watched it like she said five or six times now i think wow um wow. that's I... a big step for your relationship <laughs> yeah <laughs> Uh, I I do love anime and and so does she and neither of us really uh, put forward the time to to watch it that often at this point and we were scrolling through Netflix and she realized that uh, Brotherhood was on there so like oh let's uh, let's sit down and watch it because like together because we we just finished uh, uh, two other the other two shows that I've got on here on the wheel are both things that we watched together so we we're picking something else. And there's 64 episodes of Brotherhood. So it's like, all right, perfect. We can watch this like two or three episodes a night until we get through it. And is it uh, like 20 I... minute episodes or? Uh, yeah, they're like 22 minutes. But nice. by the time like credits and stuff are done, it's like 18. So it's, right. it, it goes pretty quick. Um, I know, Sammy, you said you hadn't seen either show, uh, the original or Brotherhood. Right, because I, when I was trying to decide if I wanted to watch it and I was looking up, I wasn't sure what was the correct order even to right. watch it. So I, I, did, I was like, I, I also had that confusion. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so the, 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 I, the, I, what happened was, I guess that Full Metal Alchemist, point blank, the show, was a show they were making while the manga was still going. And then they, like, just decided, like, they got... 51 episodes in and they decided they were ending it before the manga was even done but they were like the book was being finished and they just decided to wrap it up and so they just wrap up the show and then uh four or five years later they decide they're gonna reboot sequel it where they um they redo the show from the start but then they keep going because to the like the manga's conclusion instead of just writing a conclusion so, so it was it a lot. Oh, go ahead, Andy. Is that kind of like what Neon Genesis has been doing for the last twenty years? Like, there seems to be like a new ish right. series or movie every couple of years. It's just kind of, it's the creator going, "Okay, let me tell it this uh-huh. way this time," uh, and I think that's going to happen again in the next couple. Oh, of years. right. Well, the same thing kind of happened with uh, Hunter Hunter, which is now a big mm-hmm. popular anime that was also from the nineties, which I right. watched the entire nineties anime about that. one. Yeah, yeah you talked about it was a hundred plus episodes. But the manga wasn't done because the the creator is like prolific and he keeps going, and so they just created an ending for a show that had over a hundred episodes, which is crazy <laughs> for anime because yeah. anime usually goes either twelve episodes or like uh, three or four twelve episode seasons and that's it. Yeah. So they did that, and then like ten years later, they're like, "Oh, we're rebooting it." And it's the same exact show with newer art styles and like they condense some of the stories, but it's still going. And it's long. And is that the so is that the same with Brotherhood? Is that it's this, the exact same thing just redone? Like, is um, there anything? To, I mean, there's obviously I, I haven't things seen the original. Different. So Brotherhood oh, okay. is the is the remake, and it apparently what it does is kind of what Dragon Ball Z Kai did, where they are cutting out bits that now, now now that they know the ending, they know they don't need to spend so much time on more irrelevant plot points. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. It's like we were watching, I think like the first five episodes the first night and. Jessica was like, oh, yeah, this thing that happens in episode four, that took, like, episode seven in the first series. So, like, they're just cutting out unnecessary stuff now that they have an an end point. Gotcha. Um, It's a a pretty enjoyable show. Um, The basic idea is that it's, like, the early 1900s and alchemy, the science practice of, like, transitive properties of, like, changing the form of, like, an object or a or a an item is like it's like they're witchcraft so like you study it and it's science 
but mm. like you can if you are studied in the the science of alchemy you can like terraform earth into like a hand or you can pull weapons out of stone or whatever and or you can like, go full metal yeah that's so the basic <laughs> premise of the show is that two kids whose uh mom dies from like a plague in the early 1900s when like alchemy exists they decide they're going to learn how to do it and they do mm. that and then they decide they're going to try and bring her back from the dead so if they can just like change the property of like a dead person to an alive person and Ooh. that's that's forbidden and comes with like huge consequences so they try to do it and the the main kid the older brother uh loses an arm and a leg and the younger brother loses his entire body Ooh. yeah so and they end up creating like an accidental demon out of it and so the the older brother like trying to quick think save his younger brother from dying entirely puts his soul into a suit of armor that they've got sitting in their oh, house. Oh, so that's why there's that so, yeah, so metal man whole, walking around. Yeah, so that that's, his, that's his younger brother who there's no body inside. It's literally just like an enchanted suit of armor. So huh. the show is them like trying to get their body parts back. <laughs> and they like cool. the, they've got there's like a military division that is like the alchemists that work for the government and they realize what's happened. So they're going to charge the older brother with like a crime for having trying to like bring a person back to life. But like, instead he's got to work for the government as mm. a, as like a communing of sentence. So that's the show is he, they get to like yeah. stop the bad, the bad people using the science magic, whereas they're trying to go uh, try and get their bodies back from having done an, uh, a horrific crime. <laughs> it's, it's a, uh, it's really fun. The... I know the bit about the the man who fuses his daughter and dog. Oh right. man, yes. that, I, like, I, I've seen it. I've seen that meme enough times. I had no idea. That. Like I had no idea that was coming, and that's like episode two or three. Okay. And yeah, I saw it, and I re- I realized what was like about to happen, and Jessica was just like, "Yeah, it only gets worse from here." Uh, and they bring wow. we're in Netflix has it separated into five parts, which. I'm not sure exactly what the reasoning behind that is because it's 64 mm. episodes, and uh, mm. they're 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 not that's not the way Japan does TV shows. So they they're probably like 22 or 24 episode seasons in Japan. But so mm. Jessica thinks it's uh like they've broken into the act structure of the show because it's five acts, but mm-hmm. we're almost through the second act of it. And uh, I mentioned it to you guys in the chat. The only problem i've had with the show is that we're watching the dub and the dub is great but it's funimation so uh with funimation it's all it's kind of like the bbc where it's all the same people who work together all the time yeah so uh almost every person in the show is an actor from like four other anime i've watched and most (laughs) of them were in dragon ball z somewhere right so it's like there was there was a character in an episode uh we watched a couple nights ago that had literally one minute of screen time and it ne- she never comes back. It was like an old lady. And I just looked at Jessica and I'm like, who is this character? Cause I recognize the voice and she's like, it's not important at all. And so <laughs> I then spent five minutes on IMDB looking up the voice actor to find out that they're the voice actor for Frieza. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so it's like half the time during the dub. I'm only, like it's good, but I'm just distracted by how many of the voices I recognize, and I'm mm-hmm. trying to place them. Right. And uh, so, like, there's one, there's one character that's like, their voice. I I keep thinking it's like a child, it's like a child evil voice, but they're it's like a demented Winnie the Pooh. 
And I'm like, why do I know this voice? And it's fucking Majin Buu from Dragon Ball Z. So it's like, that's that's my, like, if Sean Schemmel, who is the voice of Goku, shows up at some point, I'm going to have to, like, turn on subs because I'm not going to be able to be like, this character is Goku. It. <laughs> right. But yeah, otherwise, it's, uh, it's really enjoyable. I'm, I'm enjoying getting back into um, anime, especially because if you go on IMDb, I don't know what the rating for the original show is, but Brotherhood has a 9.1 score, which is crazy wow. even for something like an, an anime to have. Right. So it's uh, it's been really enjoyable to watch, and it's uh, it's uh, it's been a fun time getting back Sweet. into it. Yeah, I only have like eight episodes left of Neon Genesis that uh-huh. I stopped watching like a long time ago, and I was like, I need to go finish it because I was really really <laughs> enjoying it. Yeah. It's See, and I was doing that. That I think it was last summer. I was doing that with like My Hero Academia. Oh, I still need to watch that. I no, maybe it was a little bit longer because it was I've when there was the first season of that. When there was only it was only two seasons out, so I mm-hmm. caught up with two seasons. Then they released the third season, but it was only subbed. Well, I oh. watched the first two dubbed, and I was like, well, I don't really want to switch now. So then I had right. to wait, and then I kind of fell off, and I was like, oh, well, now I have Shonen Jump on my phone. So oh. I've been I've been reading the manga up through where I've watched the show, oh, so then I can just jump into the third season. Is what I plan on doing. Go. But I mean, don't tell anybody. But uh, our friend Whitney gave us the Hulu login. <laughs> don't rat us Why out. Would you say that? <laughs> so now I could watch more anime when the summer hits. So that's what I'm Hell excited yeah. about. <laughs> well, and you can go watch a bunch of anime on HBO Max, which I gave you the password for. Oh shit. <laughs> No, you, you didn't. know what's stupid? <laughs> you were I gonna, but my oh. dad. Yeah, I got I it from my dad, Roku which is also normal. <laughs> I have a Roku TV, and so far Roku still hasn't reached an agreement. Yep. So I can they're use fi- your HBO now, but I still can't get HBO Max. <laughs> what anime is going on HBO Max? <laughs> it's they own Crunchyroll, yeah. so it's not everything entire... from Crunchyroll. No, oh. unfortunately, that's what they seem to be doing. Is anything that HBO Max, like anything that Warner owns is like on there somewhere but it's not like the full catalog because they want you to still subscribe yeah. to a separate service gotcha. and i know that i know with and i'll talk about hbo max here when i talk about one mm-hmm. of my things um but from what it seems like so far is that they they have a lot and they're very being very selective about what they put on it's not it's not like disney plus where they were like everything at launch we want to have everything at launch it's right. like they have a very select amount of things but they have a lot of like big brands so uh-huh. like they have turner classic movies slash criterion does their right. entire like classic section which is really nice but it's but, just like, like the, a select amount yeah yes but like the dc they had the dc area and like mm-hmm. there was a bunch of dc stuff at launch and two weeks later it's like already gonna leave because uh, <laughs> they just wanted to have it at launch and then, then they're gonna pick and choose what they have on. but there. they also have like a dc universe uh channel that you can subscribe to and the crunchyroll service they and... need to just give in and and put just that make it HBO one Max. thing you might yeah. as well they should yeah because there are things that i want to watch on that dc all access like mm-hmm. the harley quinn show harley quinn show looks great really funny mm-hmm. yeah and i really want to watch that but i'm also will refuse to pay money for a dc only streaming service right that's insane <laughs> well isn't the, wasn't the teen titans one not too bad either wasn't that, I heard one? that was really good actually oh. yeah so i heard it was bad for like the first couple episodes and then they like stopped caring what it was and then the writers got to do what they wanted with it so mm. So yeah, hopefully HBO gets it figured out and puts it all in one place. Yeah, that'd be nice. All right, spin that wheel. 
Spin that wheel. That was our Weibo talk for the. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh no! We're just getting Raymond oh, now, over and over. No. Okay, so this is what this is what I was watching before we started Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. Uh, I watched the newest season of Brooklyn Nine Nine. Sweet. Have you guys um, caught up with that or are watching Brooklyn Nine Nine at all? I'm not caught up, but I've I'm not watched cl- several no. seasons of the show. I watched exactly. Yeah, it's kind of weird now. Oh. Uh, they, I mean, it's not, it's not bad. Uh, I, I enjoyed the newest season. Uh, it's being written by two of the guys that were like in the the Doughboys lore, uh, Van mm-hmm. Show and the other guy, I can't remember his name, but the two that were doing the Sonic movie before they got kicked off of that. Oh, Evan Susser. Evan Susser. Uh, oh yeah, him and Van Show. Yeah, so Sus. it's the two of them. So it's a comedy duo, and they write every episode. Or, like, they're both, if they're not the sole writers, they are, like, two out of all of them. Mm-hmm. So, like, the head this, writers? Yeah, they're, like, the head writers now of Booker of the Nine-Nine. And it's, uh, I thought it was really funny, but they've they've got reduced seasons now, of course, which makes sense, because they're, like, 10, 12-episode seasons instead of uh, the network TV 22, 24-episode seasons. Yeah. But it's, mm-hmm. um, it's weird. What season they, is it now? What are they on? Seven, six? I, I can't quite remember. Okay. That sounds right. But, the, but they, it's right around that. Um, I know I caught up. Oh, man. It, I think it's been a year or two, but I caught up hard where I was like watching the really them as they were seasons. airing on TV. Yeah. So I was, I'm not that far behind from. Right. But yeah, it's. Um, so the, they got canceled, what, two years ago? Yeah, two years ago. They got canceled, but then they got renewed the same day by NBC picking up the show from Fox because they've got Was it the same day? I thought it was like a day or two of like well, hard it was protest. within tw- it was within 24 hours that Fox had yeah. already gotten like a con- or NBC had gotten a contract out. So it was within one day. So maybe <laughs> one remember, night into the next afternoon or yeah. something. I remember yeah. the outrage on mm-hmm. Right. Oh yeah. Online. Yeah, it was immediate. Cuz like, it has like a fairly large following. Well, it's yeah, a great it's show. like the creators uh are also the guys behind the good place and uh mm-hmm. parks and rec in the office and you know all that stuff mm-hmm. so they've got uh, nbc already has the other stuff so they were like i can't believe fox didn't just like offer it to them for a price instead fox right. just canceled it and nbc was like oh we'll take that yeah, <laughs> yeah immediately so uh yeah and they've been renewed a couple times now at this point haven't they yeah yeah. yeah. So there was there was worry early on, I think, that they were going to get canceled, and then they eventually did. But when they thought they were going to get canceled this last time, they kind of wrapped up the show. Oh. And then they got renewed by NBC for like reduced season, and that season's also kind of weird because it's like <laughs> the show ended, and yeah. then it just picks back up for like shorter seasons. <laughs> so yes, this this newest season is also kind of like that for me, where like. I found it fun, but it's also now playing way more into um, sitcom stuff and less about like plot lines of what happens in the police precinct, which mm-hmm. not a bad thing. It's kind of like later seasons of The Office, but mm-hmm. uh, which ha- are hit and miss. But yeah. it's kind of weird being like it's a show about cops, and then we spend like three episodes at a time not doing any police stuff <laughs> and it's just like someone's personal problem which is you know it's not a bad thing but it's weird when you have like a reduced season and it's like that's the it doesn't the, the show doesn't need to be about cops it's just weird that like it feels very much like the show ended for me 
and yeah. now we're just getting the characters for an extended period of time after that. Right. And I, they're they're continuing the plot lines, and it's it's still really funny. I think everyone does a really good job. Uh, they had Jason Manzukas, who is a recurring character on the show, Great. come in. He's so good he's in that so show. Good. It's an entire episode about uh, him having a memento disease, <laughs> where he's got <laughs> he like has insomnia, or not insomnia, sorry, uh, amnesia, and uh, they keep trying to ex- explain the memento to him because that's what's happening to him because he's like tattooing <laughs> reminders on himself and and stuff like that and they're trying to solve what happened to him and why he has amnesia and oh instead he, like the whole joke is he doesn't understand like he's never seen memento but that's what's happening to him so they, like <laughs> they, Andy Samberg keeps trying to explain it to him and then when he gives up he's like it's finding Dory and he's like oh that's all you had to say it's finding Dory <laughs> yeah, there's, there's a lot of fun comedy bits in it uh, I'm, I'm enjoying the season still it's really funny the last episode of the season has John Gabris in it as a fireman so that's a lot of fun good um, Beautiful. So yeah, it's, it's a really fun sitcom that's still going right now but it just kind of has a weird feeling because it feels like it ended mm. and now we're just getting like epilogue of characters because <laughs> now it's just keep like keep going at any point they could be canceled and at this point it's like they're they're gonna they got renewed again i think for Mm -hmm. one more season at least but there's like no stakes anymore at this point so it's just like it is like later seasons of the office where you're just hanging out with the characters yeah which i'll keep watching but it just kind of feels tonally a little different at this point right yeah that's that's... uh, pretty much all i thought about that and that's on, what is that on then? Uh, Just because we've been talking about streaming services. Right. What, where, 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 where it's you currently watch that? on Hulu because okay. of NBC Universal. That's where I was I, watching I wouldn't it. be surprised if it's also on Peacock, which is the NBC service. Right, so that's why I was wondering, like, why wouldn't that be pulled off of Hulu at this point? I or is it? No, no, I don't think Peacock has officially launched yet. You no, can, I don't think so either. You can kind of launch it right mm-hmm. now i think it's sort of like cbs all access where like they will have originals on there but the rest of their content will still kind of be available in other places well yeah they kind no. of screwed everyone on the the last season of the good place is that they uh-huh. didn't they only put on like the episodes on hulu as they were airing and then like did the the current show thing where they only keep the last five episodes yep. yeah so but then they started doing ads that i saw on youtube where they're like the, the only place to see the entire last season of The Good Place is on Peacock. Mm-hmm. It's like, cool, I really want to see the end of that, and Hulu <laughs> only has the last five episodes of the last season. Great, well, thank you, Hulu. Yeah. I was, so, um, for the the most recent season of Rick and Morty... Right, that's Hulu, not there either. Hulu didn't put any of it on, and I went, uh-huh. oh, well, they made a big deal about HBO Max getting all of it. And uh-huh. then when HBO Max launched, I went and looked, and they only have three seasons on there. Which, so they yeah, said, not the current one. They're going to put the current season on once it's all over, because I think uh-huh. it still has a couple episodes. But I was like, well, what oh. the hell? <laughs> yeah, they took, like, a, from what I can tell, Rick and Morty took a, a mid-season break. And, yeah. they're, like, they're doing the back Yeah, I do, the I do remember now. when they, like, yeah, announced that it was coming back after their little break they had. I mean, so I was like, well, I guess I'm not going to watch it until I can watch it all in one place. And then mm-hmm. now I can't even do that. But yeah, so the whole Hulu five episode thing, that's why we fell Because I think they had two seasons of good The Good Place on Netflix. Yeah. And yes. then it, mm-hmm. the third season was still airing. So then we finished the first two, yeah. went to go watch it. Like, oh, no, nope, nope, can't. Because they only have the newer epi- the newest episodes on mm-hmm. there. So yeah, that's why mm-hmm. we fell off watching that show too. So just weird. Just when is the streaming so, services just going to turn into TV bundles, just like we've already 
like it's just going to go back to how we had. Yeah. <laughs> all right, yeah. let's spin. See if we get a third Raymond. Yeah, we'll get all of my stuff anyway. Oh no, nope, we didn't. Let's get all it. Oh. <laughs> oh. Hey, hey. Ooh, hey. This bada is a piece of pie. And it'll it'll kind of be my HBO Max uh, feelings too. But cool. um, I figured, you know what? What better way to keep up with the times with the newest streaming service than to watch a show that's been over for thirteen years now? Uh-huh. Probably more than that. <laughs> I mean, uh, but I if it's available, why not? Wasn't it also just available on HBO before Max? I mean, it was. Yes. Okay. <laughs> and Amazon about. Prime. <laughs> I'm I'm now currently watching The Sopranos. <laughs> That's hey. what I've been watching, um, and I'm I'm I thought I <laughs> I was almost done with the first season, but I actually have two more episodes. I thought I only had one more episode to go, hmm. but I am I'm almost through the first season of The Sopranos, which, I mean, a surprise no one. Damn, it's a really good damn. show. What? No way. <laughs> yeah, I had uh, you know I I have a master's degree in television screenwriting, and so I've like seen the pilot read about the pilot we went over the pilot like multiple times for years of schooling and i've never watched more episodes past that <laughs> um and so i finally was like well it's all it's so easy to get to now even though it's just it was just as easy for me to pull it up on hbo right Go. but it's just so cool that it's on hbo max like you gotta yeah so well you know what they also that was one of the programs that hbo was giving for free during the beginning mm-hmm. of lockdown that's right yeah how i watched one other thing the other thing on my list was that they they had that as like part of their free to watch anytime. Same with The Wire, which still no one else has watched other than me and TJ. Yeah, that's true. It's Shame. on my list. It's on my list. It'll be next up after <laughs> when I'm done with The Sopranos. How, All right. Because I have not watched any of The Sopranos. Um, how long me is either. that? Oh. I think it's. Is it five or six seasons? No, I th- I think it's like eight or nine. Oh wow! But. But they started taking, like, two-year breaks in between oh. seasons in the last mm. two. Because it started in 99, and I think it was over in 2009 or 2010. Six okay. seasons. Oh. And a movie? Well, no movie yet, but they are <laughs> oh, okay. working on a movie. First episode, 99. Final episode, 2007. Wow. Okay, well, that was kind of that's still That's still a crazy amount of time to be on for yeah. an HBO show. Yeah. Well, they, and, you said they're going to do a movie? Yes. Huh. But James Gandolfini is dead, so I think it's right. going to be. I think it's going to be a prequel about young Tony uh. Soprano, which that's kind of interesting because a lot of the first season deals with young Tony Soprano, uh, and like mm. he's. Uh, so the premise of the show is that Tony Soprano is kind of like. Oh, never mind. Yeah, I was like, doesn't he? Doesn't he die at the end? But I mean, you haven't seen no. it, so you don't know, and I don't know either. No. But I just assumed he died at the end. <laughs> I know what hap- I know kind of what happens in the end. In oh, I know okay. the nobody thing. knows what happens. I know the oh, okay. final shot, and I know it's ambiguous. Yeah. But yeah, oh, it's ambiguous. Show. Okay, it was very yeah. famous because it like it stopped and went to black like mid sentence. Uh huh. Hmm. And they were just like, "That's it." <laughs> <laughs> but apparently and i've heard from several people who are big fans of the show that like watching that now after not having like the huge build-up to the very last episode it's like it's a really really good and interesting ending and a interesting way to do it just there was it was like it if it was like game of thrones level like right. when that series right. finale happened and people were so excited for what's going to happen in the last episode and then for that sort of ballsy ass move to happen a <laughs> lot of people were disappointed but yeah, so the first season it's it's basically like Tony Soprano's a like mid level 
mob boss. He's not the head of the mob. He's kind of mid-level, and that's kind of the whole thing. Is like he has the upper people in the mob being like, what the fuck are you doing, Tony? And he's, he's middle his, management. Yeah, he's got his wife being like, what the fuck are you doing, Tony? And now he's got his therapist being like, what the fuck are you doing, Tony? <laughs> <laughs> and um, it's, it's actually really funny because uh, his therapist is played by uh, Lorraine Bracco who is oh. uh, from Goodfellas. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. And they make a lot of jokes about Martin Scorsese because a, a lot of the show is kind of like what the mob is really like versus like what Hollywood thinks. So they're always talking about like, oh, uh, fucking the Goodfellas, that's not us. But it, like a lot of it is kind of like that because I mm-hmm. believe they have the same guy who worked for the mob that was a consultant on the show. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. But I... I, I've really liked so far that there are things in the show... Like, most of the show is about stuff that you would never expect a mob show to be about. Mm. Like, it very rarely has those kind of, like, oh, let's go put out a hit. And, like, it's not that violent, at least so far. You know, like, it's mainly just, like, look at how these guys fit into regular society, but they're, in like, in functioning crime, basically. Right. And, uh, it, it's very interesting the 1999-ness of it all because it's like it's uh, a, and i think the show's trying to comment on like the hyper masculinity of the mob and like why they were in the show they're like one of the last remaining successful mobs in the country because everyone else has been shut down and it's kind of like you can see that because they're insanely like misogynistic mm. there's an entire there's an entire episode about uh, tony's uncle like losing respect inside the mob because it comes out that he performs cunnilingus on his uh on his like uh mistress mm. and so oh. like all everyone in the mob is like we can't trust him he eats carpet and <laughs> like jesus like that is and it's just like oh my god <laughs> and and um oh my gosh. like a, it's like a huge like the stakes are huge for people finding out that tony's in therapy because they think he's like lesser-minded and, like, a crazy person for having to go to therapy and, like, watching it through the lens of, like, 2020. It's like, oh, yeah, nobody even, nobody treats therapy like that anymore. Right. Even people who I assume are in the mob, you know? So, um, <laughs> it's it's very interesting to watch that show that was such a huge cultural phenomenon 20 years later. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. I'm enjoying it so far. I'm almost done with the first season. I know that uh, people have said that it just every season just kind of gets better from here so i'm excited to see where that goes but uh did it was it like a popular all the way through or like did it take a little bit for i think the first season was a little slow but by the end of the first season it was pretty popular and then every season just got more and more and more yeah because everybody talks about that yeah he started winning and they started winning for directing and writing pretty consistently i think it started winning emmys pretty much every year Mm mm-hmm it was kind of one of the first um, big HBO shows. Premier HBO programming. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, because I remember Cause... when like, Mad Men started winning for AMC. People were like, oh, HBO's got competition finally. And that's mm-hmm. like the mid-2000s. So yeah, yeah. It's like this is really the kickoff for like must-watch television mm-hmm. of the 90s to 2000s era. And I think it was like kind of people were like, oh, I got to go watch cable shows. I got to go watch mm-hmm. premium channels to see like the shows that everyone's talking about now. Mm-hmm. It was kind of the first of those. Yeah. So kind of like how people respond now to the streaming shows that get attention. Like people were right. upset when like Stranger Things got a bunch of Emmys because it's like, mm-hmm. well, for the longest time, those shows are considered other. 
Right. And, and then they got to start, you know, shows that are so good come out and got to start being compared to the rest of what's out there. Because most of the time, uh, artists have to go to places where they have less uh, interference to make, make their stuff. I mean, that's why Breaking Bad was so good, was because AMC was basically giving them money and saying, go for it. Right. Yeah. They needed to have, like... A bunch of, like they had all this money and they were rebranding the entire channel. Mm-hmm. So you got Mad Men and Breaking Bad, which is such an insane era of like mm-hmm. AMC yeah. programming. And then Walking they, Dead came. And then on. the Walking Dead yeah. started. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And like um, the FX on mm-hmm. It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Like they often oh, joke yeah. that they're like, we don't think they're actually like watching the episodes we send them mm-hmm. because that we never get any feedback. They never tell us <laughs> to change anything. They just every every. Uh, season we get like a check that's like go make a new season and we're like all right (laughs) it would be interesting to know though i feel like at this point there's more people that have netflix than have cable tv yeah like i feel like (laughs) but netflix won't release their numbers oh well now they've now they've done the trending chart on netflix just to like they have a metric that you can look at but who knows what that yeah who knows how heavily that's weighted i've looked at that and i'm like there's no way (laughs) Yeah, There's some no of it's just because it's new. Like, yeah, this is yeah. in the top ten because it's a new show that's on there. There's no way. Yeah, yeah. if something right. drops that week that's like a new like a new addition to Netflix, it's immediately in like the ten trending. And it's like, right. well, yeah, because everyone's like, oh, that's on there. Yeah. Big deal. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, I mean, that kind of leads into uh, HBO Max, and mm-hmm. it's been out for a week or two now. And so I've been kind of going through that and, and looking at some of the stuff and i think that the mobile app itself for your phone sucks really bad and i hate it a lot (laughs) oh really yeah uh it's but the hbo one also kind of sucks and my biggest problem is that um when you're watching something on your phone and you go to a different app real quick like if i get a text message i'll go to the other app and check it out and when i come back it takes you all the way out to the home screen Uh. oh wow so it's not like it won't just stay paused while you go do something else. You right. come back and you have to click on Sopranos, resume watching. Okay, but that's your problem, Andy. How how dare you watch this show on your phone when you should be watching it on a TV screen, the biggest screen you can find? How dare you w- put that show down to that level? I watch the majority of it on my TV. Okay, good. But... And I wouldn't ever dream of watching it when I'm at work. But sometimes Never. when I'm at work, I have some time <laughs> and I watch it. <laughs> Just happens to be on when you're yeah. at work. <laughs> um, but that is weird, other- though. I feel that's happened to me sometimes with like YouTube, where I'll like leave and come back, and it will. I'll have to like go back. But every time would be. Oh, I'd hate that. Yeah. Now that being said, the app on my TV, I think, is a pretty well-made app. And it's pretty easy to get to most of the stuff. Uh, Searching things is pretty good. There's a good area of, like, it's better. Their browsing areas are better than HBO was because, like, HBO had all of fantasy, sci-fi, and horror into one section. And now Mm -hmm. each of those have their own designated area you can go through. I feel like, yeah, the the only way I was able to look through the HBO Go, or, yeah, HBO Go was, like, literally just to go alphabetical because there wasn't Mm -hmm. really any sorting with the HBO app. And... Uh, I, I do find it funny because like some of the categorizations of stuff is is weird. So like, um, in Action and Adventure, they had Scooby Doo Two Monsters Unleashed, but <laughs> the first Scooby Doo movie, which is also on there, was not in that section. It was placed in the horror section. Cool. <laughs> and I was like, that's strange. That first one is terrifying. That's where it de- yeah. deserves to be. 
<laughs> when, so. when Scrappy gets bigger, nightmares. Oh, nightmares. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that movie is so good. Oh, so take good. a second to say Scooby Doo. Yeah, fucking written by James Gunn. Yes, so that movie is amazing. And it was like a, it was like the a real, satire there's... on Scooby Doo when it came out, and people were just the fact that it's oh. by James Gunn is just so funny. <laughs> yeah, I watched it so much as a kid, and I yes. loved it. Yes. it's one of my favorite like like kids movies that's meant for kids and adults at the same time. Mm-hmm. There's literally something for everyone because I've watched it now probably three or four times as an adult and i'm like holy shit there's like a whole second set of jokes just for adults throughout the whole movie all the yeah. weed jokes and yeah, yeah when i when yeah. i got a cd for a cd player for my birthday the two cds that i got when i got it was uh whole soundtrack and scooby-doo soundtrack <laughs> it was yeah. i fucking ripped on that cd player <laughs> um i haven't watched a ton of the originals on hbo max yet uh, I I did watch one of the new Looney Tunes cartoons, which I actually right. found really enjoyable, and mm-hmm. I think okay. they I think I read that they have been working on it for a a while now. So for like yes. a couple of years, they've been curating like who's in animation and kind of taking it back to instead of making like a half hour show like the Looney Tunes show or whatever the most mm-hmm. recent thing is. It's like they're going back to making like shorts that we could theoretically like play in a movie theater and it could stand next to like a bugs bunny short from the 40s mm-hmm. hmm. and so far uh i've enjoyed the couple that i watched i think they're pretty good uh i think yeah, are that, they all along the same vein of like those the mickey mouse shorts that kind of thing yeah i think yeah. they're a little more in line with the original like comedy of looney tunes okay um than the mickey mouse ones i think the i think those work really well because they were like Let's just, like, make it weird as hell. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, yeah, no, I've enjoyed them. I think that there's a lot of uh, hoopla being done about, like, Elmer Fudd and uh, Yosemite Sam don't have guns in the show. But it doesn't, like, it doesn't, like, go out of its way to be, like, they don't have guns. It's just, like, no, they're just, they're the same character. They just just not, like, doesn't have a gun in his hand. I'm not going to watch it now. That's the point. Uh, But, yeah, so far... (laughs) I'm enjoying it, uh, and we'll see if it's worth it when I finally get my hands on that sweet, sweet Snyder Cut. So. Snyder Cut! <laughs> but so far, I'll keep watching The Sopranos, and then I'll move on to The Wire, and I'll just keep watching these shows that I should probably have watched by now. So. I just oh, love the the, that so that trage- trajectory of <laughs> Sopranos, The Wire, The Snyder Cut, like all in the same tier. Yeah. They're all right up there. <laughs> <laughs> Line it up perfectly. <laughs> Alright. Hit that wheel, boy. Boy, what a HBO talk! Yeah. Oh, speaking of, <laughs> that's funny. That there's a lag on the wheel means that you're saying that before I see it. Oh, <laughs> so I'm, I'm spoiling I'm like, oh, it. You must have been me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So this, I went in reverse order exactly, actually, because this is the first thing I had on my list. Um, I finished up my uh, my watch and completion of Silicon Valley, which is completely done at this point. Yes, that was the the thing I had left was the final season. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we, my girlfriend and I were watching it all the way through because they put it out for free. HBO, it was one of the shows that HBO put out for free during lockdown. And I'd seen all but the newest, the, the last season. And I was yeah. like, oh, you want to sit down and watch this whole thing with me? Um, so we started over. And then we got to literally the end of the the second to last season. And... Like we were the uh, for my birthday, we were gonna start watching uh, the final season, and we go and all of the it's all all the programming's been taken off, it's gone. Oh no! 
yeah, that was the day that <laughs> that was the day that HBO decided that their free content was done. Ugh. So I sat down for my birthday and like I had made a steak and I like had cheesecake <laughs> oh, ready no. and I sit down to eat and like oh where's Silicon Valley at? <laughs> oh. So uh, Andy let us borrow his HBO subscription so I could actually watch the oh, last season. What a boy. And he saved my birthday. <laughs> saved uh, your birthday. Yeah, he saved I my birthday. I remember when they I literally had all the food on the table. And then it wasn't there. <laughs> just <laughs> throw it right in the trash. <laughs> <laughs> I remember when they would do that I, for I when I just. <laughs> yeah. I, couldn't, I couldn't let my boy go HBO list for a day. Right, yeah. <laughs> on his birthday. I remember when, they, when I only had so like maddening. Comcast and they did that, like the watch a thing. Uh-huh. And that's how I watched, like, I think that's how I watched a lot of Game of Thrones was. Mm-hmm. When they did that watch thought thing, and I was like, "All right, let's go." <laughs> it was so we, frustrating no, too because I didn't, I didn't know there the was first... an end date. Oh, sorry. No, Sammy and I we watched okay. the first two seasons of HBO because I was house sitting at a place that had HBO. Of HBO. So you That's came over right. and we watched the entire first season in one night of Game of Thrones. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Oh. Uh huh. Yeah, I had, I had no idea that there was gonna like I didn't know there was an end date for the free HBO stuff. And yeah, that's. I had literally seen the night. Well, we're before. still in quarantine, so why did yeah. they stop? <laughs> my HBO uh, my Roku TV. They show Roku TV also had all the stuff for free from mm. HBO, but it okay. was the the quality was lesser than watching it through Hulu. Uh, so uh, I like it was a little bit more stuttery. So we were watching it through Hulu, and uh, I had seen an ad on my TV for Silicon Valley the night before, so I had <laughs> no idea. But yeah, we we finished it. It took a couple nights. And uh, uh, it was really good. It's very funny how the show uh, dealt with different changes over time, but the ending feels like they planned it all along. Which is oh, I was going to ask how the ending. Well, how the ending it's is. insanely well handled. Oh, good. Considering in the first season, one of their main characters, uh, one of the main actors, died of cancer. And then, and that uh, happened like, like at the the first the end, end of, of the this, first season, right? Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Which and they handled that pretty well. I right. Think, I had no idea that that's why uh-huh. he left. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, then T.J. Miller left like two thirds of the way through the show, and they they don't they deal with his character like ramifications of his character being gone. They deal with a lot, which I thought uh, is kind of is kind of interesting because you would think they would just write him out of the show, but instead mm-hmm. like his character is still important for like yeah. no one knows where he is or if he's dead there's a whole plot line where jin yang who lives in his house is trying to declare him dead so he can take his house right and live it in well, i love when he showed up in space force i watched two episodes of space force and i'm like yes mm-hmm. <laughs> he's so good yeah two, i heard he was really good in that like two yeah, to it's... three seasons into silicon valley uh, tj mm-hmm. miller started having very public like breakdowns so they were mm-hmm. like shit how do i get rid of this guy because now he's kind of a dick yeah yeah, and when then he left, and it was very public, like, he was the one who quit. Where, like, they weren't really writing very much. I mean, like, I enjoyed mm-hmm. the last season that he's in, but he thought it wasn't, like, it was kind of derivative of his character. Like, they didn't have anything new for him to do. Oh, so right. they just, end, they, like, wrapped him up, and he was like, yeah, I quit. I'm going to do the Emoji movie. That's going to be cooler. And, and then he, like, went publicly well for went him. out and was like, fuck all these guys. These, like, this sucked. Everything's bad. Yeah. And all the other cast members are like, oh, we were like a team, so that sucks. <laughs> like, Thomas mm-hmm. Middleditch was caught off guard, and so was Camille Nanjiani and Martin Starr. They're all like, oh, I, okay, I guess I thought we were all together, but all right. But yeah, it's uh, it's really funny, and it's it's hard to talk about what they're doing, but like the, the main plot line of the last couple seasons is they've transitioned into 
uh, trying to create a new internet. So they oh. like a new decentralized internet based off of like yes, I feel like I watched far enough into work when they started to do that. Yes. Uh huh. Yeah. So it's so that was the once they start ramping up that you can't. It's kind of like a supernatural problem that the, the show Supernatural had, which is once you start ramping up to like the internet for technology, that's as far as you can go. Whereas Supernatural mm-hmm. is like they started taking down God. It's like, well, where do you go from there? <laughs> so yeah, the, the super God. <laughs> once once Silicon Valley started dealing with uh, Thomas Middleditch's character wanted to, to create like a new internet, that's just what the show is because you can't go further than creating a new internet. Right. Other than like what else it can do. Yeah. But it literally deals with like they wrap up almost every single plot line and it's a very the way that they do the last couple episodes it feels like they had it planned the whole time which is such a strength of the writers yeah because you know they didn't they They didn't have any idea because yeah the the guy dying and then dj yeah like Mm -hmm. like you're just saying no way Uh knowing it from the beginning that where it would it's like i wonder how i wonder when they started planning the finale because it is like a it's in it's tonally in line with what happens in the show and it also is a logical end to what they started with and uh yeah there's a there's a joke um oh two or three episodes before the end where they basically have their own fire festival <laughs> and it's, it goes that like they're trying to provide like they're trying to do a test where they're trying to provide their own internet for the festival and it's like running on their whole network and it starts becoming a disaster oh, no. <laughs> so I, like that was that was pretty funny the only thing that concerned me about the season, which I'm glad it, it wrapped up so nicely because it, it concerned me that they were just treating the season like a normal season, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. I don't know how to, I don't know how I should feel about that because we're so, I'm so used to now conditioned that a final season is like the entire season is a wrap up season right? where mm-hmm. it kind of like, it kind of forgoes the convention of how the season, the show normally operates to like wrap things up. And instead, it just operated like it was a normal season until like the last two episodes, mm. and then it ramped up a finale. And even then, only the last episode really feels like a wrap-up episode. Okay. But it, it's a uh, because they 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 intersperse like a doc. They're making like a documentary ten years later about like oh. what happened to the company, mm. and nice. uh, they released that whole thing. It's like a half hour that they filmed for that, and they put that on YouTube for free. So I'm gonna, I still haven't checked that out yet, but apparently that's also very funny for everything they filmed for that. Because <laughs> it, it, it goes between, like, the big moment that happens in this, like, the leading up to the season finale, like, what happens, and then, like, the documentary, like, flashing forward to, like, catch you up or where they are now and, and stuff like that. And it, yeah, it was, I was pleasantly surprised that it, like... That's cool. To... It really, it really holds up, I think, for what to watch it, they planned on doing. I feel like, I, I really, really like that show, but what kind of... Mm-hmm got me to stop watching it was just how like i guess taxing it was that like things would go well and then yeah. you'd go really bad for them and then things would yeah. go really well and then it'd go really bad for them. and that it kind of just was repeating that over and over and i was like mm-hmm. oh man this is and just that is that is <laughs> kind of the point of the show and that yes, is something right. that like but i feel like it the what keeps you going i think once i this is because i've watched all the other seasons of the last one before so i think what keeps you going is knowing that like it like they always get somewhere, even if it's like not where they intended right. on getting Yes, exactly. To. But yeah, yeah the, like especially the first three seasons, they are definitely going around in a circle. Yes. Yep. <laughs> the <laughs> later three when seasons. When I was really watching of, it, was yeah, that right now. The later three seasons, it's more like they have to keep interacting with the same people, even no matter what choice they make. Which is like they're trying to get away from one person, so they partner with a different person, and then 
two other companies buy each other out and they end up having to deal with the first person again. <laughs> and that happens a lot. Yeah. But that's also very indicative of what happens to technology. So right. I think yes, it's, it's uh, legit. I will say there was it was kind of funny getting to the end of the show. And then I started seeing there's a couple things happening in real life that started mirroring what happens in the show. Gotta that love was that. Very funny. Yeah. Where um, I started getting there. There's a whole plot line in the season two and three where they are forced to make uh, this object called the box. And the box is like a server box. And it's like it's like this thing they hate where they're, they're like the whole premise of the show is that they've got this really good like encoding technology that's going to like solve all the world's problems of in, of like bandwidth and getting like information to you immediately uh-huh. and the the way that corporate decides that that's going to be best used is just shove that technology in a box and put it in, like a server farm and <laughs> then that's like that's a plot line for two seasons and then on youtube like within me watching the last season, I started getting ads for a Dell box. That's literally the same fucking thing. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and it uses like a lot of the same, it uses like a lot of the same ideas that when they joke, like they mockingly make ads for it in the show. Right. That's like the same way that they talk about it in, in the actual ad for Dell. <laughs> so I wonder and what then, came first. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, like hey, watching yeah, the show and they're like, that's a great idea. <laughs> I think they were like, had a lot of consultants in the actual uh-huh. industry to tell them right. like, so what is coming down the line. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, uh, I imagine so. Yeah, for sure. And there's, there's also um, a smaller plot line, but there's, there's a plot line for, I think season four where they stop working on like uh, Thomas middle ditches character decides that he's going to take his, algorithm and go elsewhere and the rest of the guys are going to work on a video chat app that uses the algorithm and oh yeah like mm-hmm. the big conceit of that season is that they were too lazy when they like making the video chat app that they didn't read all their licenses and stuff with like putting the app out there so they uh the joke of it is that they didn't do like an end user license agreement that makes you say that like you're 13 years or older to sign up <laughs> and that's like a legal uh, right. finable offense. Oh, yeah. And I won't reveal what happens with that joke in the that. season. <laughs> I but saw yeah, that episode. <laughs> it's, it's a very, like, that whole season is very funny for what how that turns out of, like, having mm-hmm. to deal with the fact that, like, if you don't put in that, like, check the box and say you are 13 years or older, you are, like, in a world of legal trouble. Yeah. And then uh, within the last month, uh, there was a, a watchdog, a technology watchdog group in California came out and was like, hey, TikTok doesn't make you verify your age. <laughs> oh, and no. So the exact, <laughs> it's like a finable offense of like, they get it right in the show where it's like uh, possibly 20,000, I can't remember the exact amount, but it's like $20,000 or $60,000 or something per offense, which is every time someone logs into the service. Oh, so it's, that isn't. Uh, that isn't 13 that, or that just a, the that fact is, that, oh, okay that is not 13 years old because it's like every that's violating their rights as a person <laughs> essentially to collect data on them because that's right. what they're and so like yeah. tiktok saves all your tiktoks and stuff like that so yeah uh, oh, potentially it, tiktok is funded by like a chinese conglomerate so i have not heard anything about it since but yeah that was it was kind of funny that like that was two things that were like big plot points in two seasons I saw play out in real life. <laughs> <laughs> and that's exactly like when I was, when I watched the first two episodes of space force was mm-hmm. literally the first episode has um, them trying to launch uh, a missile that explodes. Mm-hmm. 
And literally oh. that day, Elon Musk was trying to launch uh, something and it exploded. exploded. And then the whole first episode is them trying to just uh, decide if they should um, wait or wait to launch their satellite because of the weather. Uh-huh. And, that, and at the same happened. time, SpaceX was delayed because of the weather. That was happening at the exact uh-huh. same time as I was watching, as it was released. I was like, "That's it's just crazy how that." <laughs> Did you happens. see that space Space Force might uh, make? Get to the, keep the name? Yeah. Keep the name <laughs> yeah. over the U.S. government because they've That's registered so it awesome. as a trademark first. They lost to the trademark. <laughs> oh, yeah. man. How did you like Space Force? I only watched the first two episodes. Was... I've only uh-huh. watched two episodes so far. Um, the first episode is very much a starter episode, like, to get you, like, familiar. It mm. still had some funny parts. I was absolutely they, dying laughing in the second episode. episode uh-huh. in the industry. Right, yes, yes. That, you're right, a pilot. <laughs> That's yeah. what they call that. But and, uh, the second episode, I was, oh man, it is so funny. It is, they, the the satellite they send up, um, its solar panels get removed mm-hmm. and they're trying to figure out how to get them back on there because they don't have enough time to like get somebody up there to do it. And right. Steve uh, Carell's character figures out that um, they have a, another satellite coming by that has a chimpstronaut in it. And there, uh-huh. he's like, let's get that chimp to do it. And it is oh my God. so funny. I, I died laughing on that episode. Uh-huh. But I've only watched two so far. Um, so I'm excited to watch more. But yeah, that second episode is hilarious. Good. All right. We're done with me. All right. <laughs> that button been, boy. I haven't, yeah, I haven't got to talk to about any of my stuff yet. <laughs> and I still won't. Oh, man. I'll be just last three at the end. Oh. Well, this one won't be very long because I also have not finished the season. But I, I how I dare you this... talk about something that you well, haven't finished? I don't think the season is over <laughs> yet. But the uh, I talked about the first season of what we do in the shadows on one mm-hmm. of our roundup episodes, and I think Raymond did too. Yes, um, I finished the first season. I loved it. Yeah, and so I've watched the second season is still going, but I've watched I think seven episodes of. of I the think second they're almost season. done. Yeah, and I can mm-hmm. confirm that yes, it's still one of the funniest shows on television I, it is so funny. not surprised at all <laughs> yeah it i don't know how they keep coming up with like interesting and new different ways to top themselves on how to do comedy <laughs> with vampires because each episode is essentially like the same format but mm-hmm. this season in particular they just keep finding different ways to be like oh yeah that would be an interesting way to think they deal with ghosts in one episodes and they kind of treat it <laughs> like they have termites in the house <laughs> oh that's good god damn it we have a fucking ghost so they have to like call it an it, like an exorcist to come get the <laughs> ghost to leave that's great um but it just it conti- it's like a perfect second season where it it adds a perfect amount of new things it has mm. several guest stars throughout the season instead of having last season there was one episode that it, they like blew their budget on guest stars uh-huh. um but i think the best cameo from last season or the best guest star from last season gets to come back for a sizable like episode. Nick Kroll is back oh, again perfect. this season, and um, Haley Joel Osment is in an episode as a oh, zombie, yeah. as a zombie basically. Because <laughs> they like accidentally kill him, and then they're like, "Well, shit!" And so, the, but they all like him more than Guillermo, who's like the main guy. And so they uh. they bring him back to life, and Guillermo's like really mad and like has to like figure out how to deal with this guy that he hated and finally got rid of and now he's a zombie and he's even more like annoying now that he's a zombie um and mark hamill 
isn't an I heard episode. that he's yeah, and there was, I heard that. he was promoting the shit out of it. Like it was a mm-hmm. huge and he was like, My episode is coming up, it is my episode, and essentially he is in about five minutes of the episode. Oh. <laughs> he is at he is at the beginning and he is at the end, and the rest of the episode is a entirely like spin off story for Matt Berry. <laughs> Oh, perfect. <laughs> because basically, Mark Hamill is this, like, grand-esque like vampire, and he shows mm-hmm. up, and he is just uh, a landlord for Matt Berry for a, an apartment in California that he forgot to pay rent for, like, 60 years ago, and so he just keeps <laughs> finding him, and so Matt Berry basically he shows up, he's like, well, time to go into hiding again, and that's just a whole episode <laughs> of him in hiding for, like, a couple, like, months, and nobody knows where he's at. <laughs> It is so funny. That's I good. I love it a lot, and I I'm would, excited to sit down and watch the whole thing. Yeah, and that's I on would, Hulu. Yes, yes, yes. It's, yeah. it's on FX, have, which is now on on Hulu. Yeah. Now so, that I 100 percent legally have Hulu, I will start watching that show because I've only watched the movie. So and it is not doing since FX is all on Hulu. The entire season is on there. They're not doing the most mm-hmm. recent episodes. Great, right. but every Wednesday a new episode hits Hulu. So sweet. Yeah, that's uh, it's one of my favorite shows right now, and I'm enjoying the second season. Awesome. Yeah, I will have to watch it because that movie's great. Yeah. I love that movie. Yes. And oh, I think you will not be let down. Yeah, and I think it's I mean you great... guys have really uh, mm-hmm. sold it for sure. Yeah, it's a great example of a show being adapted from a movie, but I don't think it uses like hardly any of the same jokes. It's just right. like the same like format and the same, same concepts tone. and format. Yeah, but yeah, mm-hmm. different jokes almost entirely. I yeah. think. Great. So, yeah. Sweet. Short and sweet. And they are they they're getting a third season, right? Yes, I think yeah, so. Pretty sure. But I think I just I read that um, Jermaine Clement just left the writers' room because he was still writing oh. most of the episodes. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, he left. But I I have faith that the show, all the other writers in the show, will be able to keep it going. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Sweet. Yeah. All right, let's spin it. <sighs> Oh, I get to talk about one. Cool. Finally. My book roundup. I have read a ton of books <laughs> since last talking about the books that I've read, but mm-hmm. I will only highlight on a couple that I wanted to point out that I read. Because um, I think I talked about that my uncle decided to do the start the competi- the summer competition early because of uh, quarantine. So we started the <laughs> summer competition like in March. So I've been reading like as much as possible because I have to beat my uncle since I won last year. I, I can't let him win. So um, the first one that I read was Defending Jacob, which is that... Oh, the uh, Apple TV show. Apple TV show, which I have no means of watching that show, but I saw the, the trailer for it and I was like, that seems interesting. So I decided to read the book. Uh, but for those who haven't seen the trailer for that show, it's Chris Evans... Um, and he, his son is, and he's a defense attorney, and his son gets accused of murder. So the whole show is like, does he stand up for his son, or does he be a defense attorney for mm-hmm. the highest suspect in a murder? So the book is very interesting and pretty dark. I thought for sure that it was going to just be like, do you defend, do you stand up for your son, or do you, like, you know, like go against him in, in court or whatever? But it quickly right. turned into him like, messing with evidence and like covering up for his son (laughs) and like denying that like anything, like any of the evidence pointed towards his son. Like he purposely was trying to cover up for his son, whether or not he was guilty or not. So I thought that was very interesting. I don't know if I'll, 
I haven't heard if that show is any good or not. I don't know if the Apple TV shows are getting good reviews or not. I have not but, really heard anything about any of them. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I just because I, I I know the trait they really do a good job of showing all of, like the ads for it, but then I don't hear whether they're good or not. J.K. Simmons is in that show, and it's Chris oh, Evans right. too, and then the kid from It. Like they have good people in it, but I haven't heard if it's good or not. So I don't. I mean. They probably have a free month of it or something, so maybe I'll do that to watch that show. But I don't. I mean, it is a crazy book, and the ending is like absolutely insane. So it might be good to watch just for that. But yeah, um, the next one that I read because I read part of it when the first the show originally. Most of these are c- comparing to or connected to other things. But I watched. I read the first um, Witcher book, The Last Wish, oh, um, which it technically isn't the first book. It's the first short stories, but chronologically is the first Witcher book. So like all, mm-hmm. all the stories. Oh, in that's it. the one you gifted me. Yes, because Amazon one. gave me a second one for on accident, and I was like, I don't need it. Um, so yeah, it's chronologically his first stories, but it wasn't the first book that was released. So I didn't assume mm-hmm. that it was going to most most of the short stories are in that first season of The Witcher. I oh, thought for sure that it was going to mainly be the first book in the series, what, what was this, the TV show was going to mm-hmm. be about. But there's only like one or two short stories in The Last Wish that is not in the first season of this, of the show. So I thought that mm-hmm. was really interesting. The only thing that's left out is the stuff with Siri, the girl. That isn't brought up at all in the short stories. Because she doesn't get introduced until like way into Right, the, exactly. The and they, I think yeah. they brought that up too, that like a lot of it is like talking about her. So we have to mm-hmm. bring her up because like the whole... Um, right. What is that called? The child surprise story yeah. is in the oh, in yeah. the last wish, but at no no at no point references that that Siri. But the whole thing mm-hmm. still plays out the same way. So, but the, obviously like in the show, they're like we got to bring that. That's who it is. They have to start with it. Yeah, if you're gonna right. make a TV show, yeah. which I was on board with the showrunner explaining yeah. that because a lot mm-hmm. of people were like, "This is bullshit. This didn't happen until <laughs> way later. Why is it in the first season?" She's like, "It goes through like." That's like five books. Yeah. What do you want me to do? Like make it a surprise, and then five years from now we cast someone. Right, exactly. And I think, it, yeah, and it's. I think I enjoy it more reading the short story. Like, oh, that's that. Like, oh, mm-hmm. I know that that series later on. So that's cool that that because it's no way referenced at all in the, in the book. So I thought that. Could was... you just read the book and imagine Henry Cavill's? Hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah. Mm. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I remember like getting to the part in the book where he, cause he came out with like an eight minute video of him just reading one of the chapters. Mm-hmm. And I like got to that and like looked it back up and like just listened to him read that part. And I was like, Oh hell yeah. <laughs> so good. <laughs> it feels like it's been 150 years since we got to watch the Witcher. Right. It feels like so Man. long and I want to watch it again because, because yeah, I want to watch it again too. This, the book deals with time a little bit just because like there's a short story and then it goes back to him like healing in this like temple, and then it jumps back again to a short like a story leading. And then it go it, so it does a little bit of time jumping, but not mm-hmm. as in, not as crazy as the show did. So I want to watch the show again, just knowing the time thing the whole time. Yeah, time the whole time, uh, so that I, I can get that. more out of it. Because yeah, that, I know that 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 was one of the gripes of that, or one of the few cards of that show was that i was like i have no idea I what time like this is taking big, place <laughs> i became like the big defender of that timeline switch up i thought it was super I, cool but yeah i i like it but yeah it's it's definitely i i mean my girlfriend and i figured out pretty quickly what was going on but as it's like piecemealing you information i don't know how you could do it better if you're the way you're gonna do it right but it i, I definitely am excited to watch 
it back over again, knowing all that, so I don't have to do the mental exercise of trying to figure out what's yes. going on. Yeah, and I mean, it still was. It made me feel good watching it when I like noticed, like, well, at this season or in this episode, these people were adults, but in this episode, they're kids. So obviously, this uh, happened yeah, before. That's the like just figuring like that out on your own, kind of a thing, was really cool. Before they finally was, revealed that it was that happening was my at different time, I pieced it together. Right, exactly. So I thought that was cool too. I was like, oh, this is when this is happening, and that's oh, I got gotcha. you. So I mean, that was kind of cool, but yeah. So. I want the, what my one only thing that I want from that show is him to get a beard. Like he needs mm-hmm. to get a beard to be yeah. so good. <laughs> and he's got to be Superman. Ass. Oh yes, that's got to happen. I think everyone can plan enough for that to happen. Hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Oh, the other thing that I thought was insane was that the girl when she's trying to get that genie to um, oh, so uh-huh. that she can reverse so she can have a baby, and she's like topless that entire time. I was like, this book kind of like, the book talks about like having sex. And I was like, oh, so he's going to like bring that up in the book that she's topless. And there's going to be a reason why he, she's not topless in, the, in that part of the book. They just decided to make her topless in the show. I was like, I thought for sure, knowing it's like an old fantasy book where it's like titties and girls uh, all sexualized and stuff. Thought for sure that the, she would be naked in that. But she's not. It's just the show decided but to have her it, topless. Wasn't the source material to blame? Yeah, yeah, I was like, I thought for sure it would be the source material. I was like, she was topless, but nope, the show just wanted her to be topless that whole scene. I was like, all right, okay. All right. <laughs> Respect, Netflix. It's a, it's a female medium. showrunner. She knows what she's about. <laughs> that's, yeah. Andy was like all about it, so that's all yeah. that mattered. <laughs> um, uh, the other one that I read uh, real quick, it's called Nothing to See Here. Um, I recommend <laughs> it just because it's um, a girl gets hired by her high school friend, to watch her two kids and her two kids will randomly burst into flame and it's just it's it's great (laughs) it's it's such a good book about like parenting and like being in a family but then the kids also will randomly burst into flame so it just kind of made a nice little twist on it and i really enjoyed it so recommend that one and the last one that i'm currently reading but wanted to talk about was called the gone the gone world and the little tagline on the front of the book is that it's um interstellar meets true detective and I oh, think that is like very true to what the, the book is. And it's like blowing my mind because you guys know that I'm huge into timeline stuff. Like I love, yeah. <laughs> I love when things mess with time. And this book is literally, this girl is an ex, an ex astronaut where they figured out how to go to deep space and deep time. And she is put on a murder case because the main suspect is also another astronaut and they can't figure out who did it. So she's sent forward in time to figure out what happened in one version of the future so that she can use what she learned from the future to go back to the or like the normal like present and use what she learned from the future to figure out who did it <laughs> and it's just like it's so cool cuz like it's the whole like where there's a million different futures so mm. the future that she goes to isn't the one that actually is going to happen especially since as soon as she comes back things are going to change but she's able to at least gain some knowledge from the future that one of the futures to then use towards trying to solve the crime and it's just it's insane that's very cool (laughs) yeah it's such a cool idea and it just it gets wild and it's very gruesome like true detective (laughs) so it's it's just it's very it's very cool i'm really liking it and so much has happened and i'm only like halfway through the book so i'm i'm excited to see what that where it goes from there but my biggest question is if it's interstellar meets true detective is there a character that Matthew McConaughey can play in the adaptation when it comes out? A hundred percent, yes. Okay, cool. <laughs> he has to, because he's in both, right? Yeah, exactly. he's got to. Yeah. 
Okay. Yeah, he definitely could. I mean, even though the main character is a girl in this, just replace it. It could just be Matthew McConaughey. That's fine. <laughs> All right. Yeah, he could play a girl too. That's fine. I don't care. He could be in it. Tars has to show up too. Yeah. There's no robots in this book, but it. he's got to be there. You got two more. Let's hit, let's hit this wheel. All right. <laughs> Hell yeah, we can go oh. back to Weeboo Town. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Weeboo So this you one they watched. We did, yes. Andy came over and he yeah, was like, I want to Yeah, he's like, I want to get together. We should watch a movie or something. And I was like, sure. Mm-hmm. And you know what we should watch? How's Moving Castle. <laughs> yeah. And we did. And yeah. I loved it. It I we I know I I'm pretty time. sure I had watched time. Yeah. What? <laughs> I said we had boyfriend time with our demon boyfriend Hal. Yes, he was there. <laughs> and I, I watching it again, I was like, maybe I didn't see all of it when I first watched it because I know I watched it with my brother, but he made like already started it, or I didn't sit through the whole sure. thing, so I didn't remember a lot of it. But it's it's a great movie. I mean, Studio Ghibli, killing it. But I do th- I do think it's funny because um, I read the book that you you brought up Andy that he decides to just have it about World War II, which is not in the book even remotely, <laughs> like to just like it's about war. <laughs> When it's yeah, not yeah. at all in the book, but and yeah, so some of the things he decided to change, I thought were the, really cool. Yeah, so um, Miyazaki basically he he <laughs> he made Spirited Away, and it won an Oscar, and he very was like very very adamant about I'm not gonna come to the Oscars because fuck America, because he was very <laughs> upset with like the Iraq war. the Iraq war and stuff like that, uh, and so then he was like, yeah, you know what, I'll do another movie. Because he was going to retire again after that. He's like, I'll do another movie. And it's going to be pretty much, I'm going to take this story and make it exclusively about how war is stupid and America is <laughs> dumb for doing all this stuff. And then it was released in America and all, and America was like, this is great fun. We love it. And he was like, these people are stupid. <laughs> I, w- I still wouldn't say that's the main focus of that movie, but he definitely put there that was a large twist on it. Yes. That he put yes. on it that was not in the book. Well, for sure, right. yes. Yeah. Yeah, and it, I... I Actually, it, that besides adding that, I mean, I think that I like that addition. I think most of the things that he changed, I did actually enjoy those changes that he decided mm-hmm. to make. Mm-hmm. Like the whole sorceress lady being guy. like, yeah, the sorceress lady being a bad, like the bad person um, wasn't in the book, but I, I really enjoyed that. I thought that was cool to have that like antagonist. Um, and then the, because the main antagonist in the book is the whatever witch lady that turns yeah. old in this one, whatever her name is, the witch mm-hmm. of the waste. Yeah, but yeah. she ends up being like a good person in this, which I thought was really cool. Like her being that like weird gloopy old lady <laughs> the whole time is so cool. <laughs> Miyazaki's really into having characters and like antagonists who aren't really that bad that have right. like very strong like versions of the way you see it. It's like okay, like they're not bad. They think they're the good. Everybody in a Miyazaki movie thinks that they are a good person, and for the most part, you thinks they're. Right, doing what they think that is the right thing to do. And they right? usually have, mm-hmm. like, the correct motivations for those things. Yes. Uh-huh. So. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I, it's a great movie. Um, it didn't win an Oscar, did it? Because Spirited no. Away did. But Yeah. It was nominated, I believe. Hold on. Keep talking a minute. I'll find out what it lost to because I feel right. like it's stupid. <laughs> but, I mean, and not surprising, the animation is great. Um, I was excited when I read the book to see him get all slimy when he got upset, and they had that in there, oh, and yeah. I thought that was probably, like, one of the best animations is him just, like, slime coming out of him. I thought that was great. Um, I was a little... I mean, I love that it was... Uh, was it Josh Hutcherson? 
Hutchinson yeah. is the little boy. boy. Yeah, I thought his voice acting was it was so cute, and I loved it. And then his little beard disguise that he uses. But mm-hmm. in the book, it's like it, it's a black guy, and I thought that was. I mean, I was trying to think of a Studio Ghibli movie. Are there any black people in any of Studio Ghibli's mm. stuff? <laughs> so that's what we were talking about. When we were watching it. I was like, yeah, I guess he just wanted to change it. I don't know. I thought that was an interesting. I mean, it's a completely different character. So that's kind. Of, I think his like get around for that is like he didn't whitewash that character. He just made a different character. I so I misspoke. Oh, a, a, a deserving movie did win best animated feature that year. All right, lay it lay it on us. Uh, Waltz and Gromit, Curse of the Were Rabbit. Oh my what? Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> That movie I mean, that is a great movie, but of those two, that's yeah. crazy. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, Miyazaki already had an Oscar, and I don't think Ardman had won a feature one yet, and those mm-hmm. movies take so long to make. Oh, those are, yes. So, so yeah. I mean, Side all note, right, sure. Chris right. Fox, now available on HBO Max, go watch it. <laughs> I got it, because I borrowed that from my parents to, like, because Kenzie and I were taking turns switching off movies during the quarantine time. And I, gr- I grabbed Curse of, uh, Curse of the Were-Rabbit. She's like, no, I hate that movie. And I was like, oh, what? Kenzie? Kenzie <laughs> yeah. hates that movie? Yeah. Damn, I that remember really liking that be, movie. The, the divorce you're going to have to go through is going to be really for, costly right now. <laughs> for Wallace and Gromit. Over Wallace and Gromit. Yeah. Because <laughs> I remember really, really liking that movie. But I, I guess I'll just have to watch it on my own to remember if I really did like it or not. You but. did, because that movie's great. Great. <laughs> yep. How, How's Moving Castle is uh, amazing. Mm-hmm. And I enjoyed it. So good. We even watched the dub, and the dub is pretty good. Because most the of those Ghiblis are, dubs are usually really good. I'm on the it's fence funny. about Christian Bale. I think it's a very it's awesome a, choice a very and a very weird strange. choice. He's, he's whispering. <laughs> and he's so grovelly and so deep voiced for a like skinny, blonde-haired boy. <laughs> Like it's it's such a weird choice, but also I really like it too because of his character. Like he's an emo mm-hmm. boy, so it like makes sense to have that voice. But then at he's the same time, boy. he's blonde haired, like jumping around kind of person with Christian Bale's voice. So yeah, it's funny we've talked about this now three times on Catch Up Podcast. One is Andy watched it, and then when I watched it for my birthday, we talked yeah. about it, and mm-hmm. now we've talked about it the third time with you watching. And then <laughs> yeah. TJ will watch it at some point. We'll talk about it again. Yeah, yeah. it can keep coming up. It's great. <laughs> All right, yeah, let's, let, keep going. let's spin it. We I'm pretty sure... Left. We're getting close to the end. I can't remember. The, the thing that I have on there, I may have already oh. talked about, but so it may not be that long of a talk, but Andy, it's your turn. It is my... Well, do you want to do yours first? Because I sure. can go on for a little bit with mine, so we'll do yours first. Okay. So did I talk about Extraction? I can't remember if I did. No, I don't think you did, because I forgot Cause, that movie existed until you just yeah, said it right Right, because I was trying to think of like the three things because I didn't watch a whole, I haven't watched a whole lot of stuff. So I was like, what are the three things that I would like want to talk about? I can't remember if I talked about this. So the like advertising for it was like it's John Wick with Chris Hemsworth, uh, produced by the Russo brothers, and I'm like, mm-hmm. uh, hell yeah, I'm in, and it's on Netflix. So I like texted my dad. I was like, we got to watch this movie because they say it's like John Wick. So uh, we went over there and I I watched it with him, um, with the family and. I, it's very I, I it's a B movie with I think a movie production <laughs> is the best way to put that yeah I think just because it's I, yeah again it's Russo brothers they got Chris Hemsworth but I just feel like the storyline and it's the, the whoever the director was it was his first movie so you could kind of I could kind of tell 
in some of the shots, like the choices that he, like, I don't know, like there's a cool, it's cool. There's a shot that's like all one take, but the way that you, you it's the, it's a lot more obvious where the cuts are. And it's a little jarring too. Cause the camera will just like really like flash by, like mm. turn quick to try to show that that's yeah. where the, I mean, that's where the cut was. So I think that was a little jarring, but yeah, I would. And then it kind of ends where you're like, is he dead? Oh, there oh. could be more. <laughs> and I'm like, no, there won't be, but okay. <laughs> so I, I, I would, if I were to recommend this, I would just say watch John Wick instead. Because, right. I mean, it was, it was all right. I, I, uh, the guy that's hunting him through the movie is like a like Terminator type dude. And he was really cool because he, I honestly liked him more than Chris Hemsworth because his like motivations and what he was doing it for was a lot cooler than, and I thought like, I cared more about than what Chris Chris Hemsworth was doing it for, so I thought he was really cool. But yeah, yeah you could, you should just watch John Wick. I think that's my review of uh, mm-hmm. Extraction is all right. just watch all three John Wicks. <laughs> all right, <laughs> there we go. That's right, there's my last one. We'll end with mine. Yep, go for sure. it. Uh, so the you spent as- some money, my boy. I, I did spend some money, but it's okay because I don't have to pay rent right now. And I spent some, sure. money, some money over the last couple months towards what I'm going to talk about. So this upcoming, as of recording, this Friday is going to be the release of the video game The Last of Us Part Two. Mm-hmm. Hell and, yeah. Uh, I am a very big fan of the first uh, Last of Us game. Uh, I think Raymond came and watched me play most I of did. it. I did. Yes. We definitely, you definitely watched me play the entire uh, DLC that came out about yes. a year after that game. They did a DLC that mm-hmm. was just um, one of the characters, Ellie. It was like her backstory. Mm-hmm. See, yeah. and I didn't see any of that, but I watched you play so most good. of the main story. Because I know we, you got it when we, you were house-sitting your uncle's house once. Yeah. And I came over just but, to watch you play the first like couple hours of it. And then intermittently watched you until yeah. so the end of first, it. That first Last of Us came back came out like way back in 2013 Mm -hmm. and what i really really like about that game is it kind of has a perfect ending and i think naughty dog Mm -hmm. and naughty dog in particular the company that makes those games are very good about saying okay we're done with this and moving on from a franchise they did it with Mm -hmm. um they made the crash bandicoots and when they were they just made crash bandicoot games for like five years and then they went all right and there hasn't been like a crash Bandicoot game <laughs> since like 2002 they did the same thing that's not true but <laughs> well not a like mainline crash bandicoot game right and they've done right, a remaster right. they just like remastered the first game yeah. or something it's right? like yeah. the, that was the whoever did ha- like half-life where they only make two of them and then they just never mm-hmm. make any more ever again <laughs> they also right after that for the playstation 2 made three jack and daxter games Right, and, those mm-hmm. games are excellent. Yeah, they're also really, really good. But they were, like, mm-hmm. pushing the PlayStation 2 hardware to what it could absolutely be. And mm-hmm. then as soon as they were done with that, they said, all right, we're done with these games. There hasn't been a Jack and Daxter game since Jack 3. Nope. And they started with Uncharted. And then, so they made Uncharted 1, 2, and 3, and The Last of Us all on the PlayStation 3. And mm-hmm. recently... This month, the PlayStation Plus free game of the month was Uncharted Four, and so. Which you already you own all of yes. those already, don't you? I've okay. played all those games. I've beat all of them. But it had been that game came out in 2016, I think, and that was the last time I played it. 
and I beat it. But it was the free game, and I have a bad habit of being like, I'll replay this game only now that it's available to download for free, and I don't have to play <laughs> So Hell yeah. So it was free to Convenience download. Convenience is the, the real way to play. <laughs> yeah, I pay for PlayStation Plus, so it's free to download. It didn't cost me anything, so I downloaded Uncharted 4, and I replayed it. Uh, kind of to get ready for the the last of us 2 coming out next week because it's the only other game that naughty dog has made for the playstation 4 mm. they've only made uncharted 4 and then they made a dlc for uncharted 4 called the lost legacy which they eventually like made big enough to sell as its own game for it was 30 dollars but it wasn't that's own a, game. it's two ladies right it's not it's, it's a whole side, side it's, story right it's a character named nadine who is a character in uncharted 4 Okay. And then, um, I cannot remember her name, but the main lady from Uncharted 2. And those blonde-haired two... lady? No. Oh. Um, no, Elena is the blonde-haired lady, and she is also yeah. in Uncharted 4. Okay. But basically what they wanted to do with Uncharted 4 is, it was the first game that they developed for the PlayStation 4. So they were like, what's everything that we've learned up until now in the Uncharted series, and let's take it to the absolute max. Because they also wanted to close up and say we're done with this franchise basically and so mm-hmm. where most video games are like this is the last one i hardly ever believe it i actually mm-hmm. kind of believe naughty dog when they say this is the last story right because you can kind of see that from other stuff they've done <laughs> yeah and with i think this game is incredible i think it came out in 2016 so like within the first year or so of the ps4 coming out and a lot of people's mm-hmm it is still like probably the best exclusive game you can get for the PlayStation 4 that shows off what that what's it what it is capable of the the game runs pretty much on any not on a PlayStation 4 Pro on a regular PlayStation it can run at 60 frames per second like wow. pretty immaculately through the entire wow. game mm-hmm. with like very few dipping it's incredible how pretty the game is and it's just kind of funny to think how Naughty Dog has gone from like the people who made that Universal bought to make Crash Bandicoot games to being like right. the forefront of the video games are art discussion. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Because like, so Raymond knows The Last of Us, the DLC that we played, I sobbed like a baby oh, man. in that. <laughs> and it's like video games, I think that's one of the only games, the original Last of Us and the DLC, like those are... T- the two mm-hmm. games that I can think of that have, like, made me ugly cry because of how <laughs> invested I am in the story and how good they are. That DLC is so rough. Yeah, and if you... It was funny because I knew, I had already watched someone on YouTube play through it, so I knew it was going to happen. Well, so you you're pl- like, hey, want to watch me play this? Yeah. I'm like, yeah, I want to see this. <laughs> and if you've played the regular game, you know what's happening, too. So uh-huh. it's kind of like, oh, shit. <laughs> But, um, so, Uncharted 4, I replayed it, and I kind of did get ready for what's coming next week. Which, it's crazy to, to think now that they've had five full years to just devote solely to The Last of Us Part Two mm-hmm. To see how they have come. Because the Uncharted 4 still plays like it could have come out yesterday, and it's pretty impressive. Uh-huh. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm very excited for that. But, uh, in preparation for that, I started playing... Well, I played through the entirety of The Last of Us again, mm-hmm. but I played the remastered version on the PS4, which fixes basically everything that was wrong about a near-perfect game that was on the PS3. It ups, <laughs> it, ups it so it runs in 60 frames per second and includes all the DLCs and extras. And it's That game is near-perfect. And 
I think a lot of a lot of the things that I'm hearing about the sequel are people saying like it's very good, but it's not very fun. And I'm like, that's kind of how yes. I felt about the first game. It's very good, mm-hmm. and I love it so dearly. But it, like, I played it getting ready for the sequel, but it's not a game that I just pick up all the time and be like, oh, let's have a nice, nice little jaunt through the apocalypse. Because it's, 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 yeah, right. stressful, it's sad, it's, it's, it's very, yeah, it's... It's yeah. somber. And uh-huh. Neil Druckmann, who's the creative director for Naughty Dog, he mm-hmm. did, um... The Last of Us, and then he got upgraded to co-director for Uncharted 4. He hadn't been a creative director. And you can tell the difference narratively between, say, Uncharted 3 and Uncharted 4. Because Uncharted 3 is basically kind of like... What all those games are trying to be is like a blockbuster that you can play. So like a crazy action Mm. movie that you can play through with like pretty funny writing and like that level of stuff. That's you, yeah, mainly what I hear about Uncharted is that is that it's a movie that you get to play. <laughs> but Uncharted 4 kind of pushes all of that even further. So like the acting, everybody is at the top of their game. The writing is the best of the franchise has ever How been. far did I make it cuz I am an Xbox boy. So I had to I, I know there was you a section not, of time where You we have I not, started the third one, right? You have not finished it. We only played like no, the first little right. bit. Yeah, so, yeah, you need to come over and, and play those two because I think Uncharted 4 is the best of the series. It, well, once you get your pro, you can just uh, let me borrow your other one. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to just give it to you. Because, yes, I, I fucking did it, and I purchased a pro in, prepara- <laughs> in preparation for The Last of Us Part 2 because there was... The Last a, of Us Part 2 Special pro. edition like, pro. Yeah, special edition pro, yeah. Yeah, so that will be coming, and I will be playing that, but... um. Um, hopefully it'll be coming. I know you talked about that <laughs> with me. <laughs> hopefully it'll show up at some point. It'll be here <laughs> around the release date. <laughs> but I had already purchased the collector's edition of the regular game, like, back when they announced it. Because this game was announced four or five years ago, and they just kept delaying it. So I've had the collector's edition purchased for, like, a year now. So <laughs> I uh, will be getting two versions of the game, I guess. <laughs> And don't open the collector's edition, yeah. and you're fine. But, but after playing, yeah. replaying through The Last of Us again, it's I can't believe that that game can still make me feel like like wanting to cry because the yeah. the acting and the relationship between the main two characters, Joel and Ellie, is so well done, and in a lot of ways only done through ways that only video games can do. Because, like, a lot of your interactions are things that you do and you choose to talk to her. And it's, like, it wouldn't be the same telling this story like a movie. Uh-huh. Which mm-hmm. they have Well, announced. and you, it's eight hours, if not more, yeah. spending time with those characters, too, which yes. you can't do in a movie either. And Neil Druckmann is involved with the HBO series that they announced, which is also being developed by Craig Mazin, who did Chernobyl. Uh-huh. Which I Chernobyl. think is kind of a perfect choice to do this. Oh, I didn't um, know it was going to be a TV show, so I guess that yeah. that opens up some a little and bit more possibility. But. I believe that they've said that they they are not going to just retell the game because that game is perfectly right. told the way it is. They don't right. want to change that. They're going to tell different stories, which I think is a very cool. smart thing to do. Um, which brings me the last thing I want to talk about is that after, about the Last of Us. No, I'm done talking about the Last of Us. I'll oh, have, oh, I'll talk about that in a couple of weeks. I plan to. I'm going to watch someone play through the the first one because I would like to come over and watch you play the second one. Yeah. 
so I will have a, a an opinion. But I have heard a lot of people who really like it are like, man, the first one is dour. You don't even know mm-hmm. the second one. <laughs> right. You're not even ready. And I know there's a lot of like terrible neckbeardy bros online that are mad about it. And mm-hmm. so they are attacking people who have like good reviews of it because they're saying it's great, yeah. but it's not fun. Yeah. <laughs> and a lot of You know what's disappointing about that is I know what you're talking about and it's it's my boy Jeff Kanata had a yep. had a review of it that he dropped that he compared uh the game to like a normal shooter would be John Wick and this feels more like a Schindler's list. And then right. people like because it's like apart. so incredibly dour and like how he, he said, I think he said he felt like every time he had to use his gun, it was like the most depressing thing he had to yeah. do was actually shoot something. <laughs> and I think what he was saying is like there are there's stuff that is made for entertainment, like John Wick, and then there is entertainment right. that is that is very well made and is entertaining while you're watching it, but it's not there to make you feel good. And that's like Schindler's uh-huh. List. And that's I don't exactly know, Andy. You will just put on Schindler's List all the time, though. That's true. You are the worst person <laughs> yeah, to. But I don't feel good about it. <laughs> I'm not happy with myself after doing that. I mean, you yeah, are. So you're ma- you have a master's like degree for watching them. So for that. I mean, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but so the last thing about Uncharted Four that I I wanted to say is after seeing Uncharted, after replaying that game and watching how it like great it is and how good the characters are, like Nolan North as as Nathan Drake is perfect. I really really hope that that movie never happens. That they are mm-hmm. they're <laughs> because because it, well, he's supposed to be young game. Nathan Drake, right? Because it's Tom yeah, Holland it's got Tom cast Holland. as yes. Nathan Drake for now. For now, if that happens, also right. the director right now apparently is um, the the Ruben Fleischer who did Venom oh. and well and Zombie and Land, Zombie Land. but. To be fair, that short that Nathan Fillion did for fun on YouTube was fantastic. Yeah, and that was like... That was great. That's exactly what we wanted, and if it's not that, I don't really want it. Because Uh, Nathan Drake is either Nathan Fillion or Nolan North. I don't think Tom Holland is a very good person to cast. And I understand that he's playing young, but the thing that really pisses me off is they just cast Mark Wahlberg as Sully, which is a terrible casting choice. I mean, I didn't really care for the one they cast in the, the YouTube series either. It's the uh, angry military dude from the Avatar. From I didn't Avatar. think he was a great pick either, but yeah, I, I, don't, better know. Than I don't know Mark how you Wahlberg. could cast. It's just got to be the guy from Parenthood, the Craig TV T. show Nelson? Parenthood. Yeah, it's just got to oh. be him because like, I literally thought it was him for the longest time. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yes. Yeah, so I, I just hope that they keep having troubles and don't end up making that movie. Or if they do, they scrap it and bring on like the original team from Naughty Dog because they've proven themselves that they know what they're doing narratively at this point. Right. Because most of their storylines are like as good, if not better than most I just story driven video games have yet to be, be made into good video game movies. I mean, yeah. most video game movies aren't, haven't been good, either. I mean, mm-hmm. in general, but especially ones that already have a story with it to then try to make a movie right. out of and it. And I think I just, yeah, it's... it'll be interesting to see how these, how the Naughty Dog games are translated because they, they're they made differently than most video games. They, they have a full screenplay that they write and then they start making the game. So like right, so just play the game. <laughs> that's the yeah. thing. Well, that's what I'm saying about Uncharted. It's like this is the best version of this I'm ever gonna get. Because it's like watching a movie, and movie. then you get to shoot guns and stuff. Like it's great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So those are my feelings on that. 
And uh, can't wait to wa- uh, watch you play The Last of Us too. I'm excited. Oh, I'm gonna cry so much during that. We'll, game. I'll bring tissues over for us. Okay, you know? cool. Okay, cool. <laughs> All right. Well, I think we've we've reached the end. We made it. These ones it's tend to be a little bit longer, long. but we still <laughs> kept it uh, pretty short. Yeah. C- considering. <laughs> We had to lose one of our people, but we kept it pretty short. Yeah, that was probably the reason, was that we only had three to get through. All right. Well, if uh, I guess if you want to contact us, you can send a, send us a tweet at our Twitter page, at NSAOT. And, uh, at NSAOT pod. You, oh, messed, you messed it up. You've been doing so well this whole time. What check, happened? Check the description. It'll be there. <laughs> That's all you should say. Yeah. If you want to contact us, check the description. Our, Bye. Our email <laughs> no. is neverseenanyofthispod at gmail.com. I got that oh, one, there right? you go. You got that one right. Yes. And so, uh, yeah, you can contact us there. Give us recommendations. Let us know your feelings. And then uh, give us a review on whatever you're listening to. We'd appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. Just let us know. Yeah. Yeah. If, if, well, especially on these roundup episodes, you let us know what you're watching. or yeah. And then w- maybe we'll watch it too. Right. We've got and nothing then, else to do. <laughs> right, what else we got? <laughs> and then, uh, as I've been doing the last couple weeks, I'm going to include some links to how you can help out uh, some some organizations that can help use it right now, like Black Lives Matter and a couple different GoFund, mm-hmm. GoFundMes going on for yep. for various things that are happening in the world. So, uh, And I just want to say, uh, Harry Potter is um, the best book series I've ever read, oh but uh, J.K. Rowling needs to yeah. stop. <laughs> yeah. We can just ignore her for the rest of our lives, yes, right? Please right. and thank you. Yeah, uh, Daniel Radcliffe and Emma Watson wrote Harry Potter. That's what happened. Yeah, that's yeah, that's it. <laughs> that's that's the, that's the new canon I'm, is that they wrote it. It's crazy how it is crazy how that series just like appeared and no one had to write it. Yeah. It's just there yeah. and in the con- in like the the pop culture conversation. So, <laughs> as Great. if by magic. Yes. Oh my God, Raymond, you did it. Wow! <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Thank you. Well, on the, and with that, <laughs> with that magical note, we'll uh, we'll we'll say goodbye her this week, and we'll see you next week for another episode of Never Seen Any of Any of This. But until then, we say bye. Bye, Girl Wizard Harry. Bye.